Warning, the podcast you are about to listen to is explicit. We are here to talk about our lives, the great times, the messy times, but let's be honest, we learn from those messy times. Content may be triggering as we explore together our lives, spirituality, trauma, recovery, and growth. Welcome to Stumbling Through Enlightenment. I'm Jason. And I'm Edward. Every day we are working through our shit, and today we invite you to work through some of yours with us. Let me give you a quick rundown on what we're going to do in today's episode. The first part of the episode is where Ed and I talk about what's going on in our day-to-day lives and where you'll be able to hear how we support each other's growth. During the second portion, Ed and I will have a deep dive discussion topic ranging from self-awareness, metaphysics, mental health, personal discovery, and much more. How you been? Um, I'm out doing. I'm doing okay. Um, I uh, I just um, restarted my medications um, when I got COVID because of my sleep schedule and stuff. I stopped taking like well, I mean, yeah, out of your routine, out of my routine. Yeah, and I never really started it again. Like I tried, but it didn't. It didn't stick. Yeah, yeah. Um, so not only did I stop taking my like all of my blood pressure medications and stuff. I also stopped taking my sertraline and my Wellbutrin and um, even my vitamin D. And that's been, I mean, it's been over a month now, you know? Yeah. So that's really not been, it's not been really all that great. It's been, it's, it's, you know, we, I, having worked in the mental health field, I know that, you know, that's one of those things that happens. People start feeling good and then they stop their medications because they don't think they need them anymore. Yeah. And I don't generally do that, but at the same time, like, I mean, you don't necessarily know how well they're working until they stop, you know, until you stop taking them. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I've been really anxious. I've been very, um, I've been very depressed. Um, and, uh, um just incredibly angry actually yeah um about a lot of stuff so i started taking them i i talked to my my doctor a couple of weeks ago and and i've started taking them again and so things are starting to even out i'm noticing specifically the anger has started to even out which is really good nice um but uh you know, and I'm coming into spring. And so like, we're, you know, this is usually a good time for me. And I'm like, Oh God, you know, I feel like crap right now. Um, so, so there's, that's going on. So what about your ADHD medication? I, my blood pressure is still where my blood pressure is. And I haven't talked to my other doctor yet again. And, and I don't necessarily know. I kind of checked out of everything. Like I stopped, you know, I, I skipped my doctor's appointment. Well, I, yeah, I skipped my doctor's appointment. Like I, I couldn't wake up for it um, because it happened during when I had COVID. And I just, I sent them that one message saying, hey, listen, this is what I want to do. I want a referral to, you know, to a specialist because nothing's changing. Um, and he's called a couple of times and I haven't really answered the phone for that. Okay. Um, I stopped counseling. I really just like went down yeah. this like spiral space. So... Um, nothing has moved forward with that at all. Yeah. But so. I mean, we're, we're only talking about a month. Yeah. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, so we're only a I month mean, behind. That's only a, 
I mean, in comparison, you know what I mean? Like, right, right, like absolutely. You, you, you haven't gone a couple of years, like, so it's a, a little hiccup. Yeah, yeah. Hiccup. It's not bad. Um, although I was talking to my therapist today, I had my first therapy appointment today in over a month, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm, sitting there and I'm saying like I, I just I feel very stuck I feel like nothing is moving nothing yeah. is uh, happening for me at all and and I'm very very frustrated and I think a lot of that uh, a lot of the way that I'm feeling even yeah. though I've been off the medication uh, you know a lot of what I'm feeling like that anger piece is is due to that frustration of not getting anywhere because you know like for the the blood pressure thing we've been doing this now for just about a year yeah. You know, and, I, and I'm frustrated with that, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I'm also frustrated with a lot of other pieces. And, and I don't know, like, I, I don't feel, I, I feel like I'm not connected anywhere right now. You know uh -huh. what I mean? Like I, when I, when I stopped talking to my doctors and whatnot, I think yeah. I just, I just literally feel like I pulled myself out of, out of life and just decided to do this thing where I became this cog as it were, okay. you know, in life, you know, but specifically in work and just saying, fuck it, you know? Yeah. Okay. So, um, so that's not cool. So when, I mean, like just for context, yep. like I know what, a couple of weeks ago you were talking about how you were getting things done, you were cleaning, you were feeling more organized, you were doing all that kind of stuff. Yep. So what happened well well <laughs> when it it sounds like from what you're saying now that you've been in this awful space for the last month what was going on during that time when you were able to get all that stuff accomplished i think some of it was anger yeah because i was very angry during that time period yeah um, so i think some of it was anger and i think some of it also was was bullshit you know what i mean like i really feel like I I feel like I was trying to delude myself into feeling like I was in a good space. I feel like... So were you not really getting that stuff done and not really having the progress that you were saying that you were? I think so, yeah. I mean, like, I feel like I was getting little things done and I was okay with that, but I think I was making it bigger in my head than I actually was. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Not necessarily. Okay, so, like... I mean, you were saying that you were listing a lot of things on eBay, so that's very quantifiable. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's true. I did do that. I still have that. I did do that. Yeah. Um, so You're I guess it, it, organized, it, like... must, it must be, it was anger then. It was the anger that was getting me through. Yeah. And the frustration with being stuck and trying to do something to get out of that. And you seemed very proud of yourself at the time. Yeah. For doing it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I don't know when that changed. That's kind of my problem right now too. And I was telling yeah. my, my counselor about that is I am not, I, I'm not good with time right now for the, since, since I had COVID, I have no idea like the time span. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I, I don't, I'm not temporally aware at this moment. Yeah. Um, we well, are not being treated for ADHD. Right. I mean, it, <clears throat> Ultimately, okay, so if I were Ed and I were in your shoes, yep. I would be telling my psych provider that I wanted to be medicated for ADHD. Okay. Period. Whether my blood pressure is way up there 
or way down there or right where it needs to be because without that i am feeling like blah 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 right you know the all of the things you're talking about are just symptoms of adhd you know the increased anger the um inability to to track time the difficulty being able to acknowledge where you're at beyond where you're at currently Mm -hmm. right so like with adhd you feel this way right now so that means you've been feeling this way yeah but it isn't necessarily true that you've been feeling this way but it is true for you because it's now because not now. it's now right 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 yeah right we've talked about that. you're yeah. not able to keep a grasp of what was then you can only filter it through what is now right and because of that you kind of negate all this positivity when you're in a negative space yeah it's why people with ADHD are so extreme with their emotions. You know, you're either really, really good or you're really, really bad because you're only feeding off of what you're feeling in that second. Okay. So so maybe my life hasn't been as bad as I think it has been in this last, Well, and, you know. And, I mean, I'm sure it's been shitty. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But, like, a couple of weeks ago, you were... Uh, for like not just a couple weeks ago but for previous to that right you know right that's weird i've never really i don't feel like i've ever really been had had you know seen that before yeah you know usually i have a little bit better of an, a grasp in my mind of like the time that has passed and so on and so forth so i don't know what that why that is necessarily right now well I mean, the more you're treated for it, the more exaggerated the lack of treatment becomes. Okay. So, you know, you've taken your medication. Mm-hmm. Now you know what it's like not to take it. But it's kind of like your brain is on on hyper responses. Yeah. Because it's working with the medication, but the medication's no longer there. Right. So now it takes a little bit more. Yeah. Does that make sense? It kind of does. I mean, I, you know, I've said that before where like, I mean, I have pushed through so much stuff for so long. Yeah. And now I'm like, I don't, I don't want to push through it anymore. So I'm just, I'm not pushing through it anymore. Yeah. Um, Which is, and, and, you know, ADHD symptoms are some of that. And some of it is, you know, the anxiety and the, and, and, um, you know whether it's depression or melancholy or whatever is going on you know the mood piece um i and it's 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 interesting because it's like debilitating you know or it feels like it can be debilitating you know what i mean like yeah well i mean that that's that's again that's adhd when you're in it you're mired yeah there isn't a and I always thought that was just because I was a Capricorn. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that probably has something to do with it. Right? <laughs> I mean, it, it really is. Like, you're... That's why people with ADHD can be suicidal. Mm-hmm. Is because when they're in it, they can't see out of it. Right. Right. 
And that's what the medication does, is it allows you to not get that stuck. You know, if you, like... they, they have, like, waves sometimes, you know, where you have this, like, a sound wave goes up and down and up and down and up and down. Mm-hmm. And then the medication would be making that wave less tall, so it goes up and down less, mm-hmm. right? And that's where I think right now that up and down for you is because of ADHD. You're not able to see beyond that mountain, that hill, yep. you know, of the up and down. Yeah. And that's, that's just, I mean, that's classic AD. And you felt so much better with it. Yeah. That, you know, I really think, I, I still think it's related to that. Yeah. You know, I really do. Even after all this time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, that in itself in my mind is ironic. You know, I was technically only on the medication for like a month and a half. Right. You know. Right. But you've taken it here and there. I have taken it here and there. Yeah. So your brain is still in a space where it knows what it's like to have it. Mm -hmm. So not having it's going to feel more exaggerated. Yeah. But even then it's not necessarily going to not be there over a long period of time of not taking it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of like an on-off switch. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Well, I see my my, uh, my psych med provider in another couple of weeks, and I think I will... I will tell him. I'll tell him that that's, I want to start with something and, and you know... Um, yeah. Blood pressure be damned. Because I... So I've been off of everything, and I just took my blood pressure this morning because I was curious, you know. Um, I And my blood pressure is exactly the same. Yeah. You know, it's exactly the same as it was while I was on the medications and when I was eating a bland diet or a salt-free diet or not salt-free, but, you know, reduced salt diet and, and, and trying to be active, you know, and it was still the yeah. 140 over 104, you know, or 150 over 100, you know, yeah. somewhere in that vicinity. Are so. you still using the same cuff that you were using before? Yep. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, and we found that that was, that was, we found that the cuff was off by 20, but it was, right, so it's it not could, the right size. It's not the right size. So it could, I, I could be normal at this point, but while the cuff is still saying what it said when my doctor was saying that my blood pressure was high. Yeah. So, um, but just, I guess blood pressure be damned because truthfully, I think my mental health, like you said, and, and I needed permission. I needed to hear that, you know, that that was even an acceptable thing because my mental health, I think is far more important right now than, because I can't do anything else. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't don't have the motivation to, I do, you know, I, I don't want to go walking right now, you know. I don't want to go do this right now. I don't want to go spend time outside right now, you know. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think that that's that's a good that's a good plan. It's a good some good advice, I think. Yeah. How long have you been back on the medication? Um, two weeks. Two weeks. Okay. Um, so, I mean, is it, you should if if you're going to feel more benefits from those, you should be feeling them by now. Yeah. Because not being on them for a month is not really that long of a time saturation wise mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah so when you start taking them again you have less to saturate to be 
to get to, to get that back. level of therapeutic. Yeah. So, I mean, you should be you should be feeling the effects of those if it's been two weeks. Right, and I do. Like I said, I feel much uh, more even tempered, yeah. which you know I think is important. Um, yeah, I mean, not wanting to hurt people. Is <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it really is. Right. It really is, and that's that. The in so if you think of and we've talked about this before but if you think of adhd when you've got the uh, antidepressants on board mm-hmm. i mean obviously you know you have ptsd as well but with those antidepressants on board they really help more with mood regulation yeah than they do necessarily with antidepressants you know antidepression um but yeah, yeah, they they do help a lot with that mood regulation and kind of getting yourself on a more even keel mood wise. Right, and I didn't yeah. again didn't realize it's been you know because I've been on them now for well I've been on the sertraline now for over a year so that's been yeah you know yeah yeah and I mean it, it they antidepressants don't always take care of mood you right. know what I mean like I I'm on an antidepressant but what really hit that button for me was a drug called lamictal mm-hmm. you know that that medication changed who i was yeah emotionally into who i wanted to be more emotionally yeah you know what i mean yeah um yeah that, that made a big difference for me so the mood stabilization wasn't necessarily able to be accomplished with the antidepressants for me. I needed that additional support. Yeah. 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 So, well, I guess then things are not as bad as I thought they were. And, you know, well, I mean, hey, uh, I mean to, they are in the moment. Yeah, but, yeah you know. obviously in the moment they feel awful. But, I mean, yeah. I guess I haven't yeah. been going through this as long as I thought I had yeah which is actually feels really good to hear you know i'm sure you know having that check-in because i seriously have you know in my mind it's been it's been a month it's been yeah. really horrible it's, yeah. you know yeah wow so it's time to strap in for this week's deep dive so I thought it would be kind of interesting to talk a little bit about just being genuine in the sense of your needs and wants. Mm-hmm. So I know I see this with my kids all the time. Yeah. You know, like they kind of dance around things or they don't necessarily say, you know, oh, can we do this or I want this yeah. or. You know, just uh, just come out and say it. I say that all the time with them. I'm like, just what do you want? Like, just tell me what you want. Like, <laughs> you know. And I have, I've, I, going back to my sense of sort of living in this YOLO type environment, you yep. know, of I'm going to do what I want and I'm going to try to get the most out of it, right? Mm-hmm. I have really worked hard to not be in that position. So I try to ask for what I want or what I need instead of tiptoeing around it. Right. And 
sometimes that can be very threatening to people because I think it's because they're not asking for what they want and need. Right. So I'm like, you know, the gall of me to <laughs> right. actually ask for something that I need or want. You know what I mean? That yeah. kind of a thing. I think, too, though, that, I mean, it's culturally, socially right now. And, and maybe it's just the people where I find myself, you know, in life. Yeah. But I think socially we're all being taught over the last how many ever years to not ask for what you you want you know what i mean or maybe that we're just all trauma survivors and we're all people pleasers so we don't want to actually rock the boat i'm not sure which (laughs) i'm not sure either i'm not sure either but i do know that i am constantly running up with people that they just they can't ask for what they want like this came up because of a work situation Mm -hmm. you know i've got this i've got this one person that works for me that will you know, she'll write a book about something before she just asks the question. Right. You know what I mean? Like yep. there needs to be like pages and pages of of justification just to ask for what you want, like or what you need. And in a way it just drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if people just asked for what they wanted or asked for what they needed, then a, I wouldn't look like such an asshole doing it. <laughs> and B, we wouldn't have to tiptoe around things so much. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, what's what's the point? Why are we so afraid of being upset? I, you know, I, so I, I like when people ask for what they want. Yeah. I enjoy that. I want direct communication with me. However... Having said that, and you can know you know where this is going. I am I suck at it. I yeah. suck at asking for what I want. And we just experienced this off mic, and I don't know if you realize that or not, but you know, when we were talking no. about it and you said, Well, what do you want to do? Well, what I wanted to do is exactly what you said. Yeah. You know, but I couldn't say it. And I and I knew that that's what I wanted to do, and I knew that when you asked me, but Okay. Um, I couldn't say it because I was afraid of, you know how that was going to make me look or how that was going to be interpreted or how, you know. Yeah. So for me, um, and, and like your kids, I, I can't, I can't imagine why they do that. But like for me, I know that a lot of it has to do with, you know, not trying to, trying not to upset an apple cart as it were, you know, trying not to, um, create a space or to be perceived as selfish or you know there's a a hundred thousand different negative experiences and and negative self-talk that go along with asking for what i want um and in my adult experience when i've done so it's been it's it's not generally been an issue do you know what i mean like yeah you know when i've done it at work it's it's not generally been an issue like the evidence doesn't um, prove, yeah, what it, you're feeling. It is, definitely yeah. doesn't bear out, you know, the, the feeling that has come from my experiences as a child. Yeah, you know, I I find that oftentimes people are like for this this example of the the person I'm talking about at work. I think they're genuinely attempting to avoid a no. I think yeah. that's what it all is really about. 
is they don't want the rejection. They don't want the, you're asking me for what you need. Now that's vulnerable Mm -hmm. because I can either say yes or no to that. And if I'm saying no to your need, what does that really mean? Right. Then you're confronted with, well, what does that mean? Do I say this isn't good for me? Do I do it anyway and just feel in, you know, the guilt or shame of being in trouble? Or do I placate and just not meet my need because this person said no to me? Right. Right. I think, you know, I, I definitely think that is definitely one of the pieces. So one of the gentlemen that I work with, yeah, um, he he also, he's, he's in, in some ways, he's like your kids. Not always, you know, but an, often enough that it drives me crazy, yeah. you know, where he's like, well, this or he'll he'll ask a question, you know, I'll start off with a, just a very innocuous question. I'm like, OK, why? what's up what do you what what are you thinking you know yeah. and i'll ask him that and then we'll have like a 20 minute response time where i will be sitting there for 20 minutes listening to him tell a story about yeah only to find out that he wants to go to the store right <laughs> you know and um i think that is a for a lot of people i think it is it, he's afraid that we're gonna say no which i mean is crazy because we've never said no there have been times we haven't been able to do it but we've never said no right you know um maybe later but not now right exactly you know i get you so it but i do wonder what in people's experiences have put them in that space yeah you know like i i know that a lot of times I was, um, so for me, it it was more of the dichotomy. It was, you know, well, ask for what you want, ask for what you need. I was told that, you know, by my mother specifically. But then when I would ask, it would either be no or stop being selfish or, you know, it would be, there'd be some shame attached to it, you know, to, to me asking. So the actual, I was given permission to do so, but then I was treated crappily when I did so. Right. Chastised. Chastised for it. So, um, it's very difficult. And then there's a vulnerability. And I think that that vulnerability for, I know for me, that vulnerability is, It's attached to the no thing. So my vulnerability, if I am vulnerable enough to say, hey, listen, I need this, Jason. I, I, you know, when we interact, I would like it if you could do this. This is what I need to help me move forward. And you go, too fucking bad. You know, not that you would like that, but if you did, you know, too fucking bad, then it, it trumps, drops me right back into that space where like, I'm not good enough. You know what I mean? Right. Because then... So instead of it coming back to you and you saying, now I need to make a decision about my need. Right. You instead are avoiding that decision. Right. And just rolling over on your belly. Right. Pretty much. Yeah. You know, and saying, I'm yeah. not good enough. Apparently, apparently I, I ask too much, you know, yeah. whatever it yeah. is. Yeah. I'm the problem. Yeah. My need is the problem. Yeah. Yeah. And I really wonder how many people are like that somewhere along the line. I wonder that too, because like like I said, I mean, I don't have a lot of experience on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I do know that I've also noticed people that have a hard time being in the situation of you asking for what you need also tend to be the people that have a hard time saying no. Oh, yeah. So it's almost like I... I hear this as if it as if it were words. It's not words, but as if it were words, you know, this this oh but you know, well I never ask anything of anyone. So I'm always doing for others. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you how narcissistic of you, for instance, to you know, ask for what you need. Yeah. That you know that's that's interesting. That's interesting that that is your perception. Yeah. Because I go to a very different place with that. So I I go to a place of people who don't say no and who have a hard time asking for what they need. Again, it's because they don't say no because they're people pleasing. You know, they're, they're trying to keep everything copacetic and, and, and even tempered yeah. and whatnot. And we don't ask again because we're afraid to rock the boat. You yeah. know, but when someone asks, when someone is straightforward and says, this is what I need. Sometimes that puts a, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm grateful for it, but sometimes that puts like, like a, a weird pressure on me. Like, okay, well they've asked for what they need now. Now I need to give them what they need. You know what yeah. I mean? So, and that comes along with the don't say no. I'm self-aware enough to see that. I yeah. wonder how many people just, you know, like, like, so I'm now afraid to ask you something because I'm afraid that you'll go into that hypervigilance about what I need. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not necessarily a narcissistic thing in my mind. Yeah. It's just, it's, well, I, 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 I wouldn't want to put that on them, you know? Right. No, right. Right. No, I, I do. I, I, I do. I do understand that totally. And it's, it's funny because there is that it's there's that that fighting against yourself and thereof tell me what you need but if you tell me what you need i'm the victim of that responsibility right right and it really is that it's that victimhood you know um we did it's kind of like what your parents did it's exactly what my parents did it's, it's exactly like telling you did. telling people to tell you what they need and then when they do yeah it's like a burden yeah yeah um you know we had a a conversation um a few weeks ago about um uh the journey versus the yeah the 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 you know the overcoming the the situations and stuff and i realized that that is really it's it's really a victim mentality and so there is so much of like this conversation and yeah. a lot of the other conversations that we've been having that I realize that my reactions to stimuli generally stem from the fact that I still in a lot of ways am the victim. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, so I continue to create this victimhood for myself. Yeah. And so the not asking for what I need is I've already built a story around it. Yeah. You know, I've already built a story around it. So like, I'm like, you know, well, they're, they're not going to do it anyway. Or, you know, um, I'm going to, I'm going to look like I, I'm too asking for too much. And then therefore they're going to leave, um, you know, or they're going to chastise me and make me feel like an idiot for asking that or whatever. Um, so a lot of that 
is that victimhood, that, that preconceived notion that I'm going to be victimized. Right. And I, I joked about it earlier in the segment. It's like, maybe we're all just, you know, trauma survivors. I really do wonder how much of that is true, yeah. you know, to a certain extent, you know, like that just happened to be culturally where we were when they were children. You know, and, yeah. you know, you don't ask for what you need, you know, you don't make unnecessary requests, you know, and especially like for us people who are slightly older than us, but are still in the in the um, the workforce are, you know, were raised by parents who came through like the depression or came through, you know, like that was still very real. And so you, you didn't yeah. ask for too much. And I wonder how much culture. Yeah. How, how much culturally that that is the problem. Yeah, I, it's it's a great question. <laughs> it's a great question. I I I kind of always fall back to the you know like the Anglo-Saxon type, the Puritan, Puritan. Yeah. You know, um, it's better to give than receive. Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think culturally it's just a, it can be a faux pas. As much as we say that, that's what we want. Right. You know, we want honesty. But do right. we really want honesty? Or do we really want to feel good about ourselves? You know what I mean? Like, And want other people to like us. Right. You know. Right. It's, it's I'd a, rather have honesty. Right. I would I, rather have honesty. <laughs> I really would. I really would. I mean, in my life... It, it even bears out that way. You know, right. I, I've been in lots of situations where looking back on it, you know, I would rather have honesty. And it would have made it more uncomfortable, but I would rather have it. Right, because it could have made it more uncomfortable and you got through it and it's done. Right, or you just know where you stand. Right. You know what I mean? Like I have, and that's part for me, that's a symptom of, of trauma. Like, I have a really hard time knowing, like, where I stand with people. Mm -hmm. Like, knowing where our relationship is. You know, a person, even with my wife. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's, that's, I'm very insecure in that sense. So, that's a big thing for me. Yeah, I would rather know where I stand with somebody and know that I piss them off or know that I annoy them or know that I ask too much or know that whatever that thing is, yeah. you know, or know that I'm perfectly fine and, you know, they really enjoy whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's a difficult place to be. You are better off and because you can, you do ask for what you need. I, I do sit here and I I, I stew in my in I my do. juices, you know. But you know, I really don't. And and this is kind of where I went off on a tangent about it in my brain. I spaced out there for a minute. Was I also my comfort zone is in walking away? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So rejection for me hurts but at the same time if I can leave the situation and I'm not left in the situation yep. I'm perfectly fine hmm you know like when I was 
Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm just thinking, like, work-wise, but it doesn't necessarily work either. Um, because my job is so replaceable. Like, because I was thinking, I've worked for a couple of places that have shut down. Yeah. And that's always been harder for me than quitting a place mm -hmm. without a job. You know what I mean? Like, I've, I've done both. I've quit a place without a job, and I've had a place shut down on me without a job. Right. But jobs are so easily replaceable in the field that I work in that it doesn't really play out as well. Yeah. But I have had, um, when I went to college, like, I didn't want anybody to go to college with me. I wanted to leave everybody and go to college. Gotcha. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Like I never wanted to to be left somewhere. I always wanted to leave. And I very much create that situation a lot of times. And I feel like sometimes that unwavering asking for what I want or need mm -hmm. is used sometimes in those situations to, you know, to create a reason to leave oh gotcha does that make sense yeah like, that was a, a that was a little like yeah. a bowl of spaghetti <laughs> coming out of my brains but but yeah so you can ask for what you want and and do it in such a way that it gives you the choice and the option to leave right or just ask for something i know is too much right you know right like i have worked other places where I've tried to do that and ended up with some ridiculous thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I I want a five dollar raise an hour. You know, right? And have it just be given rather than have it be like you know. Well, this is it. Like I said, you know, it hasn't bared out in my in my professional and my personal life necessarily. Yeah. And 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 stuff like that has happened, you know. Yeah. Somebody's like, "Oh, well, could you do this or whatever?" I was like, "Well, I want this." You know, thinking that if I ask for this, a raise specifically, you know, yeah. that that they're just going to say, "Well, don't be an idiot. That's too much," you know. Yeah. And they're like, "Okay, cool." And yeah. I'm like, "Oh, shit." You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I had a job that I definitely wanted to leave and I I that's what I did. I asked for $5 more an hour. And wasn't even a blink of an eye. It was given. Wow. You know, it was yep. just. And then I was, I had to figure out some other reason. Well, exactly. Because, you know. You know. <laughs> and then that makes it harder, you know, because then you're, it's harder to leave a job where you're making more. Crumb. Right. I've often said that there's a, my wife used to work for a cell phone company. Uh-huh. And we would say all the time that they they make the benefits so good that you can't leave. Right. And, and they trap people there. And it felt like that. It did. I mean, it, it felt like that. But at the same time, I mean, it's great benefits. Right. So, you know. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think... I wouldn't want to not ask for what I need. You know, I, I see people do like what you had said, you know, and just kind of sit in resentment. And that always looks worse than having somebody say no. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 I don't know. That's something I have to, to come up, overcome on my part. 
Yeah. 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 I mean, I've seen you walk into conversations and tell people that they that they should say no. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> it's okay to say no. You should. It, it's okay to say no. If you want to say no, you should say no. <laughs> like trying to convince them to say no, and it's like, why would you do that? Well, and like, that comes from the overwhelming guilt of asking for what I want or what I need, and and making sure that they understand that there is no obligation right. at all. You know that it's okay to say. You know, my mother used to do that. Yeah, that comes from my mother too. Yeah. You know, um, because I'm a yes man. I I really am. I have a hard time saying no. So you yeah. know, yeah, you know, as as getting getting permission to say no. So I'm giving permission to say no if you want to. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So I I would recommend you ask for what you need. Well, especially you know? now, you know. I mean, in in all sitting things. around in resentment is just shitty. It is. And it's probably shitty for you and the other person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's probably some feeling of that. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed the show today. Remember, you can always reach out to us through our Facebook page at Stumbling Through Enlightenment. Follow us on Twitter at Stumbling, T-H-R-O-U, 2. Go to our website to check out more episodes and information about us personally. That is stumblingthroughenlightenment.squarespace.com. You can also reach out to us directly at stumblingthroughenlightenment at gmail.com. That's it for today. Have a great week.